Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another wonderful episode of the Blue Surge Podcast. As always, it's Mike alongside Joe. Joe, before we begin, how are you doing on this fine evening? Doing all right. I'm still shiny hunting my tap dancer. I took a pause on my fish because I want to play VGC or at least try it. So I, I, I'm screwing around with that a little bit now. Not not a whole lot past that, but, you know, I hope you get your shiny. You will soon. Well, You'll like, soon. I, I, I finally what I end up doing is I sent up raiding for a Glarian. Well, it's Mr. Rhyme. Mm-hmm. And basically, like, I got a better IV one. Which has no odd incense, because odd incense gets you the mime junior. So I'm I'm going straight into Galarian mime now. It's like not that I reset it, but that's what I'm doing now, I guess. And which will hopefully get me was it screen wipe or something? I'm looking for. That's the ability, yeah. That yeah. I want to say it's called screen wiper or something along those lines for Mister Rhyme. Yeah, sorry, this is VGC stuff that is kind of popping up. We're kind of having fun with it, trying to learn more about it. Um, we've been kind of looking a lot into it recently, but we're still looking at the cards, too. So Yes, we are. And, and as I haven't had as much time to actually play the physical card game other than just kind of theory crafting, you've had some time to play, and you messed around with, was it Reshiram Zekrom you, you did? Yeah, I played Ze- Reshiram Zekrom on League the last time around. Um... It was not kind to me. It wasn't very <laughs> good for that way. Like I did go two and one, but my starts were all the denies. Big oof. Yeah, I was like, this is this is okay. The universe universe is telling me not to play this deck anymore. It was fun, but I also like not that I had like serious attitude going in and playing this time around. Like I haven't played in a while. And I haven't seen friends that showed up in a while, too. So it was like a lot of fun just hanging out and just playing cards. So we kind of had the um, little careless attitude playing the cards. So we we're kind of just chit-chatting and just going on. And mistakes were made left and right on my end and my opponent's end. So it was kind of fun because we're just chit-chatting along, too. So That's nice. I, I think that is very nice. We have a great show for you planned today. We have a little bit of news we're going to get into. Nothing too wild, but we do have some stuff to talk about that kind of hint towards some future sets for the United States. And then we have three distinct events that we are going to talk about. We had two regionals happen over the weekend, one in Brisbane and one in San Diego. And we also had a standard SPE in Singapore. So we're going to kind of break those down, talk about what we viewed from this, and really get into some discussion about what's kind of going on in the meta right now because it's not really clear right now what what is happening with the meta. So I think that's going to promote some really, really strong conversation, I think. Why don't we jump into the news and start things off? As of March, Japan will be getting a set named Rebellion Crash. Rebellion Crash is one of the next Sword and Shield sets. It's going to contain about 96 cards, according to Poke Beach, which obviously it's credited to them for the article. It's going to come out on March 6th, and from what we know, in terms of VMAX cards, we're going to get Charizard VMAX, we're going to get Grimmsnarl VMAX, and it looks like we're going to get a VMAX, or at least a V of uh, Toxitricity. 
this would be really, really awesome because usually that first set after the base release is when they kind of start pushing the envelope a little bit with these stronger mechanics. It's it's usually where the either harder hitting or strong ability based cards are printed. And I am super excited to kind of see what's going to happen in this set, what's going to get revealed probably over the next, I don't know, three or four weeks. I wouldn't be shocked if we do see it. And, and Joe, would you really be that shocked if we see our first ability based VMAX? Um, no, I wouldn't because like, for example, the sun and moon block era, um, guardians rising came out with a lot of great stuff that we came out with, uh, Tapu Lele GX became a huge staple. Um, Turtonator GX made an instant impact. Alolo Ninetales GX made an instant impact. Um, Tapu Koko was around, but not really being played. Lycanroc was huge for a long time. People played the Sejuai GX. Um, so there are definitely a lot of um, things that came out Guardians Rising, so I'm, I'm having high hopes for second set and especially i love toxicity as a pokemon i think it's super cool um obviously there's gonna be a lot of purchase stuff based on charizard right and i am super excited for grim snarl that's my other favorite pokemon from the game uh from this this current uh sun of, uh not sun of moon but sword and shield game so and and for what it's worth kind of adding on to what you're talking about about sets the set we got last spring, because this will be our spring set, was Unbroken Bonds, which gave us Melmetal Lucario. It gave us Reshiram Charizard. It gave us Baby Blacephalon. Um, I believe it gave us a lot of the fire support. It gave us Dedenne. So it's very, very normal for us to get a super strong set out of the kind of second block of whatever expansion that we happen to be on. So I really wouldn't be shocked. I think in terms of trainers, we're going to see some items come out, come out that are maybe even more strong. And we're also going to see again, like I said, I really wouldn't be shocked if we see our first V or VMAX where we go, okay, now I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried or it's going to be a car that might shape the meta moving forward. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. Really not much else aside from just a base information. That will be added as time goes on. We will be seeing some cards. I imagine, again, in the next couple of weeks, we will see one of the Vs or VMAX get revealed. It, there's another Charizard coming, so we know that will be a super expensive card, and hopefully it is as good as its tag team. Or do we not want that? Do we, not, do we, do we want Fire to go away for a little while? Um, it's, a, it's a loaded question, because, uh, well, there's around... So I'd love that welder. If if Wilder wasn't here, I'd be saying I'd love to see a competitive Charizard, but I don't know if I can handle another one. Dude, Hidden Fates Charizard is busted. And totally not because of Mewtwo, am I right? Uh I think it's only because of Mewtwo. Only definitely only because of Mewtwo. <laughs> Rebellious Crash again is the name of the set. Nothing too wild there. We shall move on. Joe, we had a lot of events over the weekend that happened surrounding the Pokemon trading card game. There were not too many of them that were streamed, but we were able to keep up with a lot of what was going on and obviously 
via Limitless, we were able to see how the decks finished and how people performed. Again, like I said before, we had an SPE and two regionals. We're going to hit the SPE first, and then we're going to work towards San Diego. So we'll do Brisbane after, and then we'll go to San Diego. I think the best way to handle this is I'm going to go through the top eight of each regional, and then we can kind of discuss them as a whole, because I think what we're going to find, and I know, Joe, we talked about this before we recorded, we're going to find that there really isn't a ton of consistency here. And we could break it down event by event. But I really think our conversation will be more valuable as a whole group. Does that sound good, Joe? You got it. All right. SPE in Singapore. We only have the top eight, which is usually what we end up having from these type of events. There are only about 120 masters. But the top eight goes as follows from eighth place to first place. We had a Guardi Sylveon. We had a ADP Buzzwolf Feramosa. We had a Giratina Garchomp Tag Team. We had a Malamar, a Mewtwo deck, an ADP Keldeo deck, a Lucario Melmetal deck, and in first place, a Mewtwo Mew Tag Team. So there's not a ton of consistencies here. Mewtwo is one of the stronger decks from what it looks like. And overall, a decent amount of variety, which I think is fair to say. Moving on to Brisbane. Brisbane, this regional had only 150 masters for a regional. I I think that's pretty small, but San Diego was going on, so that's probably why. Top eight goes as follows. In eighth place, we had the former world champion Henry Brand playing Giratina Garchomp Tag Team. We had three Mew Mewtwo Tag Teams from 7th to 5th place. We had a Malamar Giratina in 4th, an ADP Keldeo in 3rd, and then in 2nd and 1st, with the same 60 as the other three decks, more Mewtwo Mew Tag Teams. So when it came to the Brisbane Regionals, Mewtwo kind of took a landslide in that event. It was a smaller event, and from what I can tell, if I were to guess, the five Mewtwo decks that were in the top eight probably were in the same, if not very similar, test. I believe every list has an exact same 60-card comparison to each other. Finally, we have our San Diego Regional. San Diego Regional had about 580 Masters. Again, Towards the smaller end, but this time of year, that's kind of what happens. This top eight is a little more interesting. In eighth place, we have a Blacephalon Pidgeotto deck, which again is kind of our kind of baby. I guess we can. Can I call it a rogue deck? Is, or is it? Uh, it's not so rogue anymore. It's been around for several tournaments. Yeah, that's. I kind of agree with that. So. Blacephalon Pidgeotto in eighth. We had an it's our ADP. token one prizer. I think it's that's what you're trying to. For. I think okay. it's trying to beat out Giratina Melmar. That's that fair. That, that's the word I was looking for. So it's kind of our our token beater deck. Seventh place is ADP Keldeo. Sixth and fifth place were both Malamar Giratina decks. Kind of talking about Malamar there. Fourth and third were ADP Keldeo lists. Second place was a Lucario Melmetal again. And then first place is a Garchomp Giratina Miss Magius 
list. That's a pretty weird top eight. There's no Mewtwo. There's, I mean, Reshazard, we know has gone down in play. We know Picarum's kind of down in the dumps. So we were going to see that, but no, no real, like, control. There was a control that got ninth place, but we didn't see the floor just Pokedolls break the top eight. We didn't see even Gardevoir Sylveon, which won the events before proceeding this weekend. And, and we hardly saw any of it in terms of the top eight, top 16 even. So before I kind of go into my opinions, looking at all of this, Joe, I think I know the answer, but I'm just curious to see if you have something different. Are you able to point out what the best deck to play is currently in standard? <laughs> nah. if you, like, is it even a thing? Um, based, not really. There's no best deck in format. I can tell you that. But based on trends from uh, uh, the regionals that we went over the top eight, uh, I guess the biggest trend really is dragons are a lot of dragons. Yeah, ADP, uh, Giratina, Garchomp is making a, a surprise return. So I would probably lean to say if I had to pick a deck to be the best right now based on what the types you're playing, I'd probably pick Gardevoir Sylveon right now. Just because of typing? Typing. But consistency-wise, I would still... It's still between uh, Mew3 and ADP. ADP is just so strong against the one-prizers. Mew3 is just so versatile. It's 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 a nice diverse meta to the point where there's a nice little circle of stuff. So mm -hmm. ADP takes care of the one prizer decks. Uh Garwar Sylveon takes care of the dragon decks. Um the one prizer take care of the tag team decks. So it's just like this weird circle of stuff. So it's it's a big mind game trying to figure out what you're gonna be playing into any regional or any tournament at this point. Yeah, it is. It's weird. I I like the Gardevoir Sylveon. I like that pick. I, I in terms of just picking a deck that you know you can control the pace of. Hopefully, with it being a little more consistent now, it's definitely not a bad choice. I am really happy to see Malamar being played and played well. I mean, it was it was Team DDG, so. We have to take that for what it's worth, which is some of the best players in the world playing Malamar. But looking at it, it it, it is using the tools that we've talked about as uh, possible enhancements for the deck moving forward. I mean, it, it played the new Mimikyu with the Shadow Box ability, shutting down GX abilities as long as they have damage counters. We have the new Blacephalon, the Psychic type, which saw play in a lot of different decks that we, we talked about liking a lot with Fireworks Bomb. Four damage counters on your opponent's Pokemon any way you like. If they have three prize cards, you put 12 damage counters on them. It, it even played the Trevenant Dusknor tag team that I know you were a big fan of. These Malamar lists are pretty strong. I, if I were to pick a personal list, completely personal, I would play Malamar. If I were to pick the best deck in the format right now, which again, I say I say that very lightly because just like you said, I don't believe there is a best deck in the format. 
right now, I still am going to say that the safe pick, the safest pick seems to still be ADP because tag teams are still super, super relevant. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Arceus Dialgopalkia at the current moment. But I can't argue with the Guardian. I really, I really can't. I can't argue with that. That point at all, really. I think Gardevoir has a great control stance in the meta. I just think ADP has a little more pressure that it can put on, has a little more tools it can use, and having Keldeo really is no joke. So I, I think that if I had to gun to my head, pick a deck to win a regional, it would be ADP. But if I were to pick a deck that I personally am super excited to play, even when I come back later on when the year slows down, is going to be Malamar. I do think Malamar got a lot of tools that maybe it didn't have before, and I think that's going to be disrupting a lot of the meta now that people might be more comfortable playing Malamar. I mean, what what, what do you think about Malamar? Just generally just Malamar right now. Um, I'm excited for it to be coming back to where it was. People had high hopes on it before rotation. And it stuck around for a while. I think it needed a couple more pieces, which it finally did. And I think it found its little sweet spot. And I think it'll be around for a while, even when the next set comes out and the VMAX stuff come out. Um, I think it'll be a strong choice. I'm not sure if ADP will be around forever because it is a a three-price deck or like, Three prizes for one Pokemon. One prizes will always have a spot in the meta somewhere. You are right there. I mean, I can't say that you're you're wrong necessarily. It is something that we don't know how Pokemon V are going to impact the meta, so we don't really know how that's going to change things. But I, no matter if Pokemon V are out there or not, I think people will still play Malmark Giratino no matter what. It's just a safe pick. I mean, if you don't know what to play... And you want to play something that's just strong, just just outright strong. Is this not what you play? Yeah, and it's it's the only really expensive thing about it too is really the Jirachis. Other than that, it's fairly inexpensive. Yeah, I mean, it, it, Giratinas can kind of crawl up from time to time, and I guess certain decks play certain GXs that might cost you a little bit. But you're right. You don't need overall, two Giratinas. Right. You you don't really have to spend. A lot of money making this list. I mean, the next most expensive card is probably the Trevenant Dusknor, which is a promo, so that's kind of why that's a little more expensive. And then the Ditto, which is like five, six bucks. Which you should have anyways. Yeah, at, at this point, if you're playing standard, you have that. And which what's crazy, I guess, I guess, really not that crazy, they're not playing any of the new tag team supporters. The new additions to the list... Essentially, they have Lana's Fishing Rod and Great Catcher. More consistent honestly, ways of manipulating the board and manipulating the discard. You really don't need Ditto either, honestly. You don't. I agree. It's just a safety blanket. And it's in nice. a regional, you play safety blankets. You know, I, I, I personally wouldn't play the Garchomp Giratina. Um, that's just me. But with the way Spelltag and Blacephalon work, uh, in terms of synergy, it does have a really nice spot in this deck if you pilot it in the right way, which again, it's Team DDG, meaning that they do pilot it in the correct way. That's that's kind of where I'm looking at. 
Is there any other list that you kind of drew your eye to? I know you were talking about a couple before we started recording. Um, I can tell you something, in my opinion, that's, that I can confirm is dead now. What can you confirm is dead? Uh, Pikram is dead. Oh, you've been wanting to say that for weeks. Yeah. Um, Daytona Beach. I, I I want to make sure these regionals make sure for sure. Daytona Beach. I think you had two. Uh, Brisbane. From what we are our knowledge right now is none. Uh, right. SPE Singapore. We only have the top eight, so safe to say maybe one or two there. But in the meantime, San Diego. I think there was one that made day two. That's pretty crazy. I'm 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 thinking I'm gonna call it for uh Pikaram. I think it's it's dead. Gone forever. It's not coming not back. Forever, but it's it's Nah dude, I'm putting it down. It's done. It's finished. It's done. I I why would you play that deck now with the different engines and options that you have? I, I just you know what? If Pikamon, if Pikaram rolls, it rolls. But with the tools out there right now, I think it's a complete waste to play Pikaram. I think it's a complete waste. Unless it, I mean, other than for comfort, I don't see a world at all, even a little bit, in which Pikaram is a great choice. And maybe that's harsh, whatever we want to call it, but that's my honest opinion. And I don't think it's in a great spot ever. I don't think it's ever going to be a better option than Mewtwo. It's never going to be a better option than ADP. It's never going to be a better option than even these Dragon Dice or, or Gardevoir. I just don't see a spot for it. By the time Pokemon V come out, I, I just I just think people are ready to move on. Yeah, there's not as many Reshazards anymore either too, but they're still showing up in decent numbers. We can't we can't cancel Reshazard because of Welder. No. You know what Reshazard I mean? Like, won't go away. I would love to cancel Reshazard. I would love to say that it's it's not going to be played a lot because as we're seeing it's starting to drop down. But I think that's purely just because of other decks using it as a utility, being Mewtwo, and people just want to try other stuff. I, I Charizard can come in at any second and win any regional just because of Welder. So I, I never want to count it out. That's my opinion on it, though. Um, other interesting stuff. I'm happy to see a Lucario Melmetal. I think that's pretty cool. Um, interesting to see a Persian Nagano's LGX deck be played around. It's like a more of like a Persian box type of stuff. Uh, playing that checkmate style of play. Because um, it has that uh, Nagandal GX where you're able to sh- shuffle both players' hands and each player has three prize cards remaining. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a pretty cool looking deck. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I think I did say one more thing. I saw a Soul Valley Quagsire, but there's no list for it. Yeah, that's a that's Buzz that's a really cool. That's a yeah. really cool list. I, I was kind of hoping that we'd see something like that. That'd be pretty sick. But you, you still have memories. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm just completely shocked to see Giratina Garchomp cut out of nowhere, especially like on San Diego and Brisbane. You see, it, you have a Giratina Garchomp to take San Diego, and you make a Giratina Garchomp. Uh, almost. What is it? Did they make? Yeah, they made top eight in Brisbane. Like, 
and then from Daytona Beach, you really don't have one from my knowledge. No, yeah. and the one the one in Brisbane was played by Henry Brand again, the world champion. So So they're probably I, talking a lot. So it's, it's it just I'm looking at the list and it just looks super high rolly. Honestly. It looks super like, high rolly. But but I mean you're able to search for cars with these supporters and, and there's gotta be more ways to utilize Miss Magius in a way that makes it a little more consistent and easier to manage. Yeah. Like another part of the conversation before recording is that some of these top eight decks I'm looking at, well, obviously you have uh with Mio Mio, you have a lot of one rows, which makes sense. But like in the Garantina Garchomp, it's got Green's exploration, I get it. But there's a lot of one of stuff. There is there's a one of Duskstone, which is crazy looking at Henry Brand's list. Like having a one of Duskstone and a three four line or a four three line, excuse me, of Miss Magia's and the first place having let's see, two Duskstone. I mean still that's like it's not a whole lot. But again, I, we were talking about trying to figure out what this deck does, you know, how it functions, and what I can come up with is basically you're using a combination of Blacephalon and Giratina Garchomp to kind of knock things off of the board. And Misdreavus, you know, I want to say is basically kind of the same idea as Gardevoir, where the only reason it's there is it gets you more cards in hand. And we do know that the, like, for example, Guzmahala involves you discarding two cards from hand. Malolana involves you discarding two cards from hand. There's more options to free up space and in a deck that just runs on getting the right cards at the right time i don't see why that's a bad idea you can basically use some of your tag team supporters that aren't greens it's not greens exploration and then use mistrevis to sort of replenish your hand in a way that makes it feel like you did use greens you, you got the tools you needed and then you have reset stamp you know you have reset stamp at the end of the day. So you miss Magius a couple times. Even if something gets knocked out, you're instantly going to have the upper hand in terms of reset stamp. So I, it, it must have just ran hot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but like we're talking about too, like the, like the one-offs and a bunch of decks too. But like we don't even mention a bunch of things about that. But for example, with the Singapore list, the Buzzwall for Moza and ADP list, out of 12 energy, okay, five grass, get it. One water, one metal, one rainbow, one unit of grass, uh, fire, water, one unit of lightning, psychic, metal, one beast, one weakness card, energy. Then you have one tag switch, uh, one choice helmet, one beast diet, one giant bomb, one uh, island, island challenge amulet, one power plant, one chaos well, one virgin forest, one life forest, one lucimine primitive, obviously. Uh, one Ultra Forest um, Carnivoy, uh, Mel and Lana, ones, 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 ones. It just. I wonder, I wonder how consistent these decks were. And I don't know. It's just well, hard to I can, think. I that can justify the energy. The energy is there because of Guzmahala. Okay. So you know what I mean? Like, like the energy is there because Guzmahala allows you to search for a special energy. So that's that's that. I, I I will say 
I will say there is justification for that. The one ofs though, again, it's you're playing a greens deck, dude. That's kind of what it does. You know, one way or another, greens exploration allows you to put as basically as many one ofs as you want. And it's and you're not risking much. I just remember the times like I don't know, like like last year too, it's like people are looking at decks and you had a one of tech and something. People just laugh. Now there's a one of tech and just everything. Just one of so yeah. I that's kind of where we are again. We get to a point where you're utilizing greens. I think we're entering a slower meta because of ADP. Uh rushes are taking kind of a backseat right now. And I the lack of Mewtwo to a degree kind of confuses me in the United States at least. That doesn't that confuse you at all? Like I feel like it Yeah, I'm wondering if people are just getting bored with it. Well, you also Mimikyu's a thing. You, I mean, Chaotic Swell kind of shuts down certain things. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just trying to think about why Mewtwo wouldn't be played, but it also could just be that one thing that we don't understand because we're not in that professional loop is pros talk, and usually those guys have a better idea, those guys and girls, I should say, have a better idea of what's going to be played and what people are deciding to play. Does that make sense? Or am I, do I sound great? Yeah. Or it could be, so in the fact that you mentioned beforehand, the next thing in our tournament we have is what, not until March, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe they're just trying to spread out the meta so far wide apart to just have fun for the next few months. Because if it was so focused on Mew3, we're just being your head against the wall for a while. Very true. You're, I mean, you're right. It, it's totally an option. So we'll have to see how that develops. Before we go, because it is a shorter podcast, we got a lot of regional to talk about, but I I guess I got to ask you, is this the best meta for someone to enter if they're just looking to play a deck that they like to play? Or is this a meta that's just a little too chaotic for a new player to jump in because of the inconsistency? What, what would you say in this moment of time? Um... I don't think there's ever... There's always definitely a right or wrong time, and obviously the wrong time is always before rotation. I want to say it's probably the more affordable time to play, if that makes more sense. Interesting. Because um, there are a lot of research out there. We just talked about um, Giratina, uh, uh, Giratina Malamarf being a fairly cheap deck. Mm-hmm. We obviously know that Blacephalon Pidgey is a very cheap deck. Right. If you really want to torture yourself by playing Pidgey Auto Control, mm-hmm. go for it. Um, this Persian box deck that popped up, really cheap too, except for the Jirachis. So I think it's a, a very affordable time to play if you wanted to get it, in my opinion. Jirachis are something you're always going to going to have anyway, so it's worth the initial investment. Mm-hmm. Everything else is cheap. Cool. I mean, I, I agree with that. I, I think we're in a great spot with where the meta is right now. It is cheaper. It is a little more affordable. I, I'm i in for it, dude. Again, I, I'm super interested to see. The, the other thing I think that impacts all these decks being played right now is that we don't have another standard regional until Sword and Shield is legal. Like we, The next standard regional is going to be March. Like, we don't have anything until then. 
So in terms of what people are prepping for or hiding or talking about, I would really not be surprised if a lot of this is just a credit of we're about to go into kind of a dark period for standard. And unless you're playing the expanded regionals, you're kind of like, all right, we're just kind of chilling now. You know, there's not a whole lot going on for everyone else. What do you think about that? Um, the fact that we don't have any regionals and then I don't think is a, a, a bigger, not really that big of a, a deal. Obviously it kind of stinks because we, when you have a regional, you see the meta in a bigger light. Mm-hmm. but I'm sure there's plenty of cups and challenges between now and then really for people trying to rack up points for world. So it's not a total dark point. Obviously you can get a bigger chunk of points if you go to regional, right? but there's plenty of work to be done in between. And so I think this metal will be sitting for a little bit, obviously until those VMAX cards coming out. Um, but I don't think people are going to start focusing on VMAX until probably uh, see, our for ours comes out in February, right? So probably not until, well, New Year's not too far away either. So probably mid-January, people are going to start focusing on what VMAX meta is going to look like. Yeah, I think that's a really good good way to look at it. We're going to have kind of a break in between to sort of prepare and think about and discuss. And I'm pretty excited for it. Is there anything else you think we should add before we head out of here? No, I'm just excited to see how people are going to start teching the tag team era with the VMAX era to see what, how is it going to go? Mm-hmm. Um, our gusting options and see what's going to happen to that. Cause I know we have those great catchers that are going to be only for GX Pokemon and EX Pokemon. So do they errata that say VMAX? Who knows? Do they have a specific VMAX ones? We'll find out. But as far as we know, I don't think we see anything gusting in terms of what well, the only thing we really have is the nine tails, the custom catchers and the great catchers. Yeah, that's it for right now. Po- again, Pokemon Catcher is coming out. We do oh, yeah, the, the, the flip. Catcher. I forgot about that. Yeah, we do have a reprint of po- Pokemon Catcher. But that's that's like a that's like an okay, cool, now what type of thing. It's a more it, specific order pad. It, you know what? It is a more specific order pad. I'm down for it. I think that covers up everything for us. We hit all the regionals. We hit the new set that was announced for Japan. As always, thank you guys so much for the support. I do want to say we did break total, not from one episode, Joe. We did break a total of 2,000 listens, which is an awesome milestone for this show. So again, we appreciate all the time that you spend listening to the show and sharing the news about the show to people that you know. We really, really do appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you guys so much once again, and we will talk to you next week.